Josh here. This is the NOYC Godcast, a production of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Through various means, including a week of summer camp, youth conferences, sporting events, Christian content, and now a new podcast, the NOYC strives to give Christians a reason to continue on in Christ. Today will be a very special edition of the NOYC Godcast as we air a segment from our video devotion series, Shattered, which premiered at the NOYC back in 2019. We pray that Shattered will truly challenge and invigorate your soul as you continue on for Christ. For more information regarding the ministry, as well as additional Christian content, please visit our website at www.thenoyc.com. If you've ever made it through a long winter of being shut in the house, only to make it to spring, and you just want to literally throw everything away, chances are you're suffering from spring fever and have the itch for some spring cleaning. You can always tell which houses have been hit by the spring cleaning craze, because on trash day, the streets are lined with garbage bins. And those certain houses have mountains of vacuums that don't work, broken furniture, ratty clothing and shoes, and a plethora of other things. Most likely they've been previously kept by the owner with the intent that one day I'm gonna get around to fixing it. Making this repair or stitching that up, only they keep putting it off and putting it off until eventually the owner realizes this item was useless to me. So out to the curb it goes, guaranteed for some landfill somewhere. For a little over a decade, viewing audiences turned into a peculiar TV show on the Discovery Channel called Junkyard Wars. Each week, viewers could watch as the cast of the show would face off in, well, a war in a junkyard to see who could find the best useless junk in the junkyard, which others had disregarded and thrown away. The teams would then take the junkyard finds and salvage them in amazing creations that would just blow your mind. It wasn't like they would take a broken lawnmower and make a better lawnmower. No, instead they would take parts of various pieces of junk and make crazy cool creations. Salvaging the broken pieces of what Nine was intended for and instead making something completely different and new. Those who regularly viewed may remember teams creating rockets and hovercrafts, gliders, dive suits, and even cannons from the junkyard finds. Each hodgepodge project comprised of disregarded items that were deemed useless. This week we spent a lot of time talking about broken things. And the fact of life is that each and every one of us are absolutely going to go through life and things will break. Each day that passes by, the odds of finding a broken piece of your life increases. And we're all going to be tempted, like those starting spring cleaning, to disregard the broken pieces because they're useless, hopeless, and an eyesore in our life. But what if I were to tell you that there was someone out there who not only can make something from our disregarded junk, but actually solely seeks out broken things. He's not interested in new, shiny, and complete whole lives that have everything together, but instead he's looking for broken, shattered lives that are a mess with pieces everywhere. Whether it's pieces of our broken lives from sin, broken pieces from the struggle of a trial, pieces that we deem ugly, unfit, or unworthy, He is seeking out pieces of our lives that are broken and asks that we do one single thing with each of the pieces. Give them to Him, the salvaging Savior. We live in a culture that tells us only perfection will do. We continually see celebrities who set the status quo for what a perfect body should look like. Your school or teacher may expect perfection when it comes to academics. Your coach or parent may require the best time, score, or play. Yes, even the church has fallen for the perfection proposal as we convince ourselves that we must be perfect and always look like model Christians who have it all together. The problem with each of these people or or systems who are expecting perfection of us is that 
Life isn't perfect. If we live our lives with perfection as the only acceptable goal in a life, we will never be satisfied nor content. And as the pieces of our life start to fall apart, we're devastated and convinced that our lives are useless and a total loss. What's left is a broken being, a pile of broken, shattered pieces that once made up a promising life, now reduced to seemingly worthless lost hopes and dreams. And truth be told, there are many people who leave their lives this way indefinitely. They see no use in trying anymore, no reason to go on, or hope that there is even meaning to those broken pieces of their life. Yet, can I tell you that for the Christian, we were never intended to stay in the state of broken despair. What a promise it is that we can overcome any shattering, a breaking of any kind if you're willing. Consider a few examples in the Bible of people who suffered a life shattering, yet did not remain shattered and overcame. King David, as we know, sinned big time. We talked earlier this week that he, he murdered, lied, coveted, adulterated, stole, and on and on. His life became so broken that his family, his career, his kingdom, his future, his whole reputation, every area of David's life was in pieces around him with absolutely no hope in sight. That is until David repents. He humbly, in a desperate state, cries out to God to take the pieces from the mess that he made and make sense of them, use them somehow for his good. David gives all the pieces of his sinful situation to God, and God forgives him. The beautiful aspect that many people fail to recognize in the sin-shattering story of King David is what God does following David's repentance. After giving God every single piece of his broken life, God grants David a son with Bathsheba, the woman he had just committed adultery with. Some would expect that because of the mess David and Bathsheba had made, because of the circumstances surrounding his birth, that God would reject or resent, maybe even despise this child. Yet, do you know what God does with the broken pieces? God gives them a son, which God calls Solomon. And the name Solomon means most beloved by God. This child, who God loves so affectionately, would go on to be blessed mightily by God in so many ways. He would take the throne of Israel and would become the wisest and most prosperous man to ever live. A story that seemed so hopeless, so ugly and shattered by sin, God scoops up each and every piece from all around David and makes something beautiful. Job, of course, had his life shattered by no actions of his own, for none other reason than God wanting to prove Job's devotion. God allows Satan to break and shatter every single area of Job's life into something that was so distorted and destroyed, it was completely unrecognizable. Job's life was left a mess that seemingly had no hope, no chance, no comeback in sight. Yet God was not willing to leave Job in this state. God reaches down. He delicately picks up every single shard from the shattering and takes them into his loving hands. Praise God, Job's story doesn't end in chapter 41 because in chapter 42, we read that God graciously restores Job's wealth, possessions, his relationships, his family. And verse 10 even says that the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job went from a pile of pitiful pieces to a prosperous, fulfilled promise from God. The pieces of Job's life, which once seemed so meaningless and painful, and without a ray of hope, now fit together through God's design. And Job was restored and greatly blessed. We could look at Joseph and how his life continued to fall apart chapter by chapter. The pieces of his life were a shattered mess, yet God picks up 
every piece that Joseph encountered, he pieces them together. And by the end of Joseph's story, the shattered pieces led him to become second in command over the most powerful nation in the world. He saves his family and is restored to a much greater place than he ever started. All because God took control of Joseph's shattered pieces. Jacob broke his life to pieces through family, conflict, backstabbing, trickery, and cruelty. Jacob would wrestle with God and would have his hip painfully broken. Yet through the pieces that Jacob had made his life into, God does not leave Jacob in this shattered state. But God places them side by side and makes Jacob into Israel, the beginning of God's people. Or how about the life of Moses? He is born out of brokenness, he slays an Egyptian, lives on the run as a murderer, lacks ability and confidence, and allows for his life while in hiding to become meaningless and mundane. Moses is broken many times throughout his life, before and after Egypt. Yet God doesn't leave Moses here. Instead, you guessed it, he picks up each broken piece and creates something brand new. With the pieces that were Moses' life, God creates something amazing and unexpected as this once broken being leads God's people from captivity. We could go on and on, but the point being that there is literally no one in the Bible or even in 2019 who endure a shattering, who give the pieces freely to God, who are left in this broken state. It just doesn't happen. Instead, God takes each piece and fits it perfectly together to make them into a beautiful masterpiece that He makes out of our lives. We know that 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that after we become saved, we're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When you look at your life and you see a mess, all pile of pieces that are worthless and painful, but this is only true when you view this pile of pieces in light of what you thought you could have been or should have been. When the broken pieces of your life are seen as a missed opportunity for what you were or what you hoped to become, you'll be disappointed and let down every time. But when we come to the Christ's conclusion that this was never your purpose, this was never his plan, he never intended to make you into the thing you strive for, instead, all along, he planned to pick up each and every broken piece of your life and make something completely new, something unrecognizable, something amazing that you could never have thought of. Anybody can become a model, an academic genius, a sports star, if they really try hard enough and waste their entire life setting their mind to this one goal. However, only God can take a life with intent, break it, pick up the pieces, and make something completely new, completely unique, and completely beautiful. For some of you, this is great news. There's still a glimmer of hope that you truly believe was lost forever for your life. However, there's a catch most of you probably won't like. Only he can make sense of the pieces. If mankind is truly as fragile and breakable as it appears, then we're just going to break, period. It's a part of life. However, being the determined-minded people that we are, many have tried at the hands of God to, to pick up their own pieces, to make sense of the puzzle that is their broken life. They hold on to the pieces with, with such grit and tenacity, still ridiculously saying, I can fix this. Friend, no matter how smart, talented, or even bullheaded you are, it's not possible for you to make sense of the mess of your life. It's not possible to put the pieces of your shattered life together and make something new. Consider a few examples of people who possessed pieces and tried in their might to make sense of the mess of broken pieces. Abram and his wife are migrating at God's command to a land away from their home. 
Their once simple life of wealth and local prestige and the comforts of their home were broken. They're sent by God into a land with no direction or specification. Only instead of allowing God to direct their path, Abraham lies about Sarah being his wife. He says she's his sister, and Abraham almost loses her to the local king. Abraham, trying to save his family after the shattering, nabbed the pieces and tried to take control. And it didn't go well. Abraham and Sarah would go on to be promised a child. Only God breaks their lives by making them wait a very long time until they're very old. Abraham didn't learn his lesson. Instead of trusting God with the pieces of his promise, Abraham takes the pieces from God's hand and says, I can fix this. I can make this happen. Abraham plots a twisted tale to have a child with his handmaiden. And let's just say that was a bad plan for the broken pieces. Jonah becomes broken by being sent to preach to a lost nation he despised. Instead of politely handing the pieces over to God and doing as God had said, Jonah gets an attitude. He grabs the pieces from God's hand and says, I think these pieces would fit better together this way. I can still salvage this on my own. Jonah boards a ship in the opposite direction that God sends him. And you already know what happens next. Instead of fixing the mess of broken pieces, Jonah breaks the pieces even smaller. He ends up aboard a ship in a storm, is thrown overboard, swallowed by a great fish, and then vomited on the exact same shore that he had been running from. Jonah zero, God one. Moses sees the broken state that his people were in as slaves in Egypt. Moses becomes obsessed and broken by the bondage they suffered. God, in fact, said he will deliver the Israelites. He insists he has a solution for their shattered problem. Instead of handing this brokenness over to God to fix, Moses takes the pieces in his own hand and slays an Egyptian, then buries him in the sand. The body is found, and now suddenly Moses is a fugitive on the run for a murder. All because Moses tried in his own might to make sense of the mess to put back the pieces. We could go on and on, but I think you get the point. When left to ourselves, not only do we not fix the problem, we in fact make the mess so much worse. Instead of a handful of broken pieces that was our lives, after getting involved and trying our own efforts, the broken pieces become mountainous. Don't force the pieces to fit where they were never intended. Don't take it upon yourself to do God's job. He's the only one qualified to make sense of the mess. Then there are others of us who understand that we can't fix what's been broken. We know that even if we tried our very hardest, we cannot put the pieces back together. But we still aren't willing to hand over all the pieces. We only want to stash shards of our broken lives. Maybe you're holding on to a piece that you know you can't do anything with, but it's sentimental. You know you'll never become that sports star, but because that was a dream your dad had for your life, you can't let it go. Maybe you're holding on to a piece that you think is it's too broken, it's ugly and dirty and disgusting, that you, God, nobody could ever have a use for that piece. You tighten your grip because of how badly broken the piece is. It could be that you're keeping back a piece because it's what defines you. You are this broken version of your life, and you honestly don't know anything else except how to feel broken and defeated. And so you keep the piece close, unwilling to let go, out of fear of what life would be like without it. The problem with holding back pieces of our broken lives from God is that even though he's willing, even though he's more than capable to make sense of the mess that your life is, his life requires every piece in order to make you into that new creation. 
Refraining from giving him even one piece, regardless of its size, keeps you from becoming the new creation that he intended. Because the old has not passed away, and all things have not become new, as the verse says. If each piece of our broken lives is uniquely intentional by God, and each piece has a one-of-a-kind place in his plan for our life, then keeping even one piece for yourselves keeps him from completing that plan. Imagine that God is an artist, and his next masterpiece is the creation that he intends to make your life into. He looks at the current state, the shards, the pieces, the brokenness that lies in your everyday life around you. He inspects each piece so intensely. He understands what you were before. He sees the hurt in every single piece and the pain that you endure from being shattered. But as he scoops up each and every part of our broken life, he lays them out to see what he has to work with. And all of a sudden, God begins to get excited. What you thought was worthless, useless, and meaningless what you hid or handed off as a waste, he sees as potential. He sees as fulfillment, a completion, an opportunity to complete what he had been waiting for. He takes up each piece in his hands. He moves them and arranges them. Soon enough, these worthless, broken pieces of your life come together. With a large smile, he steps back, and you can see the anticipation and excitement overwhelming his face. With fear and doubt and reservations, you turn to look at what he's created. At first glance, you're a bit confused. There must have been a mistake. This couldn't be your life. What you gave him was so ugly and messy and worthless. What you gave him was meant for the junkyard and contained nothing worthwhile. But now, what he is displaying before you, it's, it's so beautiful. Surely this is some mistake. He's showing you the wrong life. This must be the life of someone else. That is, until you take a closer look. As you step closer and begin to evaluate each piece, tears begin to well up in your eyes. This shard, that piece hurt. That was when your boyfriend dumped you for that other girl. And that piece, that was so hard. It's when your mom or dad walked out. There's a piece from when you didn't get into the college you wanted or you didn't get the job you were counting on. That's the piece from when you told the lie that really hurt your best friend. Here, over here is the piece when you got the bad test results from your doctor and you were told there was no hope. In that one, the pain is still from the piece when you lost your loved one. On their own, each of these pieces were painful, messy, hurtful, and of no use or value. Each of the broken pieces seemed to harm you instead of help you. But now, oh, now that you've given him the pieces, now that he has taken each into his hands, now that he has completed his master mosaic, with each of the broken, shattered pieces, before you is a beautiful, breathtaking, completed masterpiece like you've never seen. Even more, as you step back once again and admire the entirety of this work of wonder, you notice something strange. As Christ stands accomplished next to his masterpiece, you look at him, you look back at the mosaic of broken pieces that is now your life, and you notice what once resembled pain, agony, and treachery in your life now strangely resembles him. The life that seems so pointless with no hope or meaning. The life that was ugly and a mess. Now with each piece assembled strategically looks like Christ. It's now that you can truly see the sense behind each and every broken piece. If you hadn't endured the trial, if you hadn't made it through the valley, if you had missed the misery, those pieces would have been missing from the mosaic masterpiece. The picture would have never been completed. The beauty that brings God such glory would be gone. If you had not had the problem that brought broken pieces, how much less you would have turned out to be a Christ-like mosaic masterpiece. 
There is never such thing as a meaningless suffering in the life of a Christian. There will never be a pointless pain that we will ever have to endure. Each and every trial, temptation, tragedy, and triumph we endure produces a peculiar weight of glory in heaven, which brings us closer to Christ. Every time we face a new breaking, a new shattering in our life, may we remember this truth. May we embrace the breaking and savor the shattering, and with open hands, may we willingly give God each and every broken piece that falls apart for His next work of art. Generations have come and gone since the name Chuck Colson was a household name. But some may still remember how Colson's early career in secular politics was successful. Prior to the shattering that would define him, Colson was given the nickname in which he relished as President Richard Nixon's hatchet man, and he was known inside the Nixon cabinet as an evil genius. Colson was once quoted as saying, I would walk over my grandmother for Richard Nixon, proving his relentlessness and extent in which he was willing to go for the president. While President Nixon was the face of the Watergate scandal, it was Chuck Colson who was the mastermind behind the scheme. In 1974, Charles Wendell Colson would plead guilty to obstruction charges as well as many other charges in relation to the Watergate scandal. Colson, who once served the President of the United States, who was at the epitome of prestige in politics, was now hated by his country that he betrayed as he served hard time in prison. Colson was shattered to say the least. His career was over, his livelihood leveled. Colson had nothing left but the broken pieces of his life. That is until 1976, while still in prison, Colson would give every broken piece to Christ. Colson would become a born-again believer in Jesus, and even more, would begin the world's largest prison ministry, Prison Fellowship. Because Colson handed Christ the broken pieces of his life, Christ would create a mosaic masterpiece which included receiving countless awards and achievements for his Christian advocacy and ministry with prisoners. He would be a monumental part of a document initiated and signed by two other presidents of the United States. Colson would receive a Lifetime Achievement Award from President George W. Bush. He would write multiple books and he would travel the world standing up and speaking for Christ. Colson would begin a radio ministry, which still airs to this day. The radio broadcast that was derived from the shattered state that he reached, he titled Breakpoint. Chuck Colson was broken and battered before the eyes of the public in ways most of us will never know. However, instead of keeping the pieces or, or deeming them worthless, Colson handed each piece to God, who made a masterful mosaic that looked a lot like Christ. Broken or beautiful, the decision is up to you. Again, we encourage you to head over to our website or the description of this video. We do have a link there with some memorable moments from the NOIC. Also encourage you to share today's podcast so that others can be encouraged and invigorated as well. And so thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, continue on in Christ.